Hello and welcome to Delight Podcast. I'm Adam Curtis. And I'm Leah Sachs. And we are helping new Christians live for Jesus. On today's episode, we're going to be interviewing our friend Sarah Thrift and hearing all about prayer. So as Adam already just told us, uh, today's guest is Sarah Thrift, and she is the Minister for Children and Accessibility at All Saints Church in Crowborough. And she works there alongside her husband, Adam, who we actually met already in the first episode of Delight Podcast. Now, Sarah, this is a really interesting title, and I have so many questions, and I don't quite know where to start. So I'm going to give you a big open question. What do you find most exciting about your work? Well, uh, I love working with children and young people, so that's a part of of uh, my job title so even though I'm a minister for children I actually do a lot of youth work as well Mm -hmm. and I just love seeing young people love Jesus basically so um and and just so inspiring so we've got this young boy at the moment who is being bullied in school because he's a Christian Mm -hmm. um but he's just so keen to keep on following Jesus and for the people who are bullying him to follow Jesus as well Mm. and it's just so inspiring when young people um, live like that Uh, and it's it's just yeah it's just really encouraging to keep going and keep teaching them about Jesus and support them but yeah the other part of my role is um, thinking about accessibility so how Mm -hmm. we can help our whole church be really welcoming to people with um particularly intellectual disabilities and actually it's a it's a real challenge so the gospel is a message isn't it but if you're non-verbal and you struggle to understand stuff Mm. you struggle to understand uh, the message or to read the bible or um for some people even to get into church and so yeah that's a real a real challenge and it's really teaching me Mm -hmm. to um to trust god and to just to see his great faithfulness in bringing the right people with the right skills at the right time and yeah, that the gospel is true for people with with any disability. It's true for all people. Mm. Yes, yeah, sir. It's so helpful to hear that and to be reminded that the gospel is for everyone. Um, good to hear how you've been helping about that in the local church context, how the gospel comes to all people in the local church. It does kind of beg the question how you got there in the first place, because that's quite the skill set. And I haven't really thought about that much before. Um How did you get to where you are today? I grew up going to church and actually became a Christian when I was like five or six years old. So I remember being in uh, Sunday school and we were learning about Jesus saying, go and be a fishers of men, go and teach people about me, basically. And I was I was colouring in a fish and I was really pleased with my fish. (laughs) And (laughs) I refused to go and like play the game that I was meant to be playing because I was like Mm -hmm. really, you know, into this fish. And um, so the, the leader of the group stayed with me chatting to me whilst these other kids played a game. He was talking about how I could be friends with Jesus. And I was, I was like, oh, that sounds really good. Do you like my fish? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but then, but I mean, he must have been so discouraged because I wasn't doing what I was told. And I was like totally ignoring him, or it seemed I was. But I actually went home and I was thinking about what he said. And I was like, actually, yeah, I do want to be friends with Jesus. And so I prayed mm. that he would be my friend. And literally, that is the only time I ever remember going to sleep like with a huge grin on my face and I was so excited to be Jesus's friend and um, basically from that young age I thought there is nothing better I can do than be a full-time Christian Um, and I was like fairly convinced that that wasn't a job because I didn't know working for a church was a thing because I was like you know six years old that's what I always wanted to do I always wanted to be a full-time Christian and actually when I went to 
university, I discovered that that was a thing you could do. You could work for a church. So I did an apprenticeship after my university degree. And and because I became a Christian in Sunday school and remember that so clearly I was always Mm. convinced by how important children's ministry is like Mm. teaching children about Jesus children can believe the gospel and become friends with Jesus at any age but in terms of the accessibility stuff I uh, have a hearing impairment and so as a child at different points almost completely deaf um, and so kind of had that experience of being or feeling isolated and excluded from stuff simply Mm. because Mm. couldn't hear people and so kind of had that going on in the background mm. and my mum is a teacher for the deaf as it happened <laughs> um and so <laughs> handy. Lord, um, Lord's <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and so also was kind of went to work with her sometimes because mm. I was the youngest kid and just got dragged around mm. um and so was in special schools and that kind of stuff seeing that mm. um in action mm. and then working with children and young people you always get children with different additional needs. Yeah. So kind of on the job, working out how can we help this child or help this family has made me realise that, that as a church, actually, we're not very good at it. Mm. Um, mm. And we need to do a lot more. And so I just began researching, well, what can we do? And yeah. it's kind of grown from there. Yeah. It's given me a real passion yeah. to make the gospel accessible for all people. Amen. So Sarah, we've heard that your time of uni ended up with you going, I want to do an apprenticeship. How did that kind of transition work? What do you think the Lord was teaching you during that time? Was it kind of perfectly clear that that would be where you would end up? You'll see when I tell you the story and how my decision making is not thought through. I went to uni having just been on a mission trip. And so having always had this kind of thought that I wanted to be a full time Christian, but thought oh, that's that's not a thing, kind of <laughs> deepened that desire going on the mission trip. We went to uh, Kenya and did some work with children and young people okay. in Kibera Slum. Okay. So I was really passionate about being a full-time Christian when I went to uni. And then in my first term, Mm -hmm. this person started reading the Bible with me, who is a friend of ours, actually, um, from camp. So she was in her third year at uni. We were doing a one-to-one and uh, she was just about to start the apprenticeship at St. Leonard's Church, which is where I then did the apprenticeship. And she was going to do two years. And I thought, well, that's perfect because after um, she's finished, I'll just have graduated. So I'll take on that job. And that was it. In my first term of uni, I decided that's what I was going (laughs) to do. I never thought about it again until (laughs) I literally on my way walking Mm. to the interview for the apprenticeship, had the thought Mm. oh if I don't Mm. get this I have no other plan (laughs) thankfully I got it so there we go it's fine (laughs) Uh, 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 yeah oh amazing amazing okay Sarah you're working with uh, children and you're working with people with disabilities I think lots of people from the outside will look at you and be like wow she's just she's just very mature uh and she's hit a point in her Christian journey which I just don't know if I'm ever going to be able to um to reach um, as you sort of look back over over your life, were there particular moments of spiritual growth or were there particular means by which you've been maturing in the faith? First of all, I would say, uh, yeah, don't look at me and think, oh, she's all sorted. Luckily enough, in my friendship uh, with you, I know true. that's true. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think the times when I've grown the most and I think probably what the Bible tells us about the times you will grow the most are times when things are really hard because they are the times when you really have to learn to rely on God and you kind of have to you have to keep going you have to persevere 
and uh, you learn a lot through those times but they're you know not necessarily nice so actually our uh, our verse for the year this year uh, linked to our um, accessibility ministry is my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness which is 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 talking about that actually when we are weak that that is when God is strong and that is when we learn to rely on that strength from God and so I think times when either my work has been hard or you know, stuff in my personal life has been hard have been the times which God has grown me the most and helped me to trust in him the most. Sarah you've talked about times of struggle but you clearly from a young age have had a very strong conviction of what you wanted to do. Have you ever doubted kind of where you should be or what you should be doing or has this conviction has always been really strong? We did. We we had one particular job, which was in a in a quite difficult church, and there wasn't a lot of support, and people were quite against children being taught the Bible. Actually, that was really hard. So that there was a time where I was like, "Oh, this is this is too hard." Mm-hmm. But I don't think I wanted to stop doing it. I just wanted them to stop thinking I shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there, when you look back at that time, do you think, "Oh, this is what the Lord was teaching me"? Have you taken that time to think? How is that part of my life, part of my walk with Jesus? Yeah, I think during, so that was uh, for a couple of years we were at that church and um, it has really taught, I think it actually really taught me patience and just trusting in God and trusting mm. that even in there's opposition, yeah. his word is powerful. So we still saw him do yeah. amazing things and children yeah. coming to trust in him even though we were actually told at different points that we should stop telling them about Mm, Jesus and mm, stop teaching them the Bible. And and also trying to see good in people who are opposing you. That was a really good lesson. So just trying to learn to love people in a way that Jesus tells us to when when they're actually standing against Jesus. I actually, well, and this is quite a good segue into what we're going to talk about. We're talking about prayer. actually it was it was praying for them so it's really hard to be against someone Mm. or to feel bad about someone if you're actively praying for them and caring about what's gonna happen to them so yeah actively making yourself pray for them you know Sarah I remember you telling me that one time when I was how should I say this struggling with someone and it's something that's really stuck with me so thank you for encouraging me at that time in my life and I really can't wait to see what you have to share with us about prayer thanks so much Well, that was a joy, Sarah, to get to to know you a a little bit better and to hear how God has been working in your life. We're now going to be moving on to our topic of today, so which is prayer. For many people who might come to faith, particularly if they haven't been brought up in a Christian sort of home, the idea of prayer can seem quite alien and can seem quite strange and a little bit odd. And I've heard people said that actually is prayer just um, just wishing, just wishing to the air. Um, what would you respond to someone who said prayer was just wishing? I think that wishing is is pretty selfish most of the time. You're wishing for something or you're wishing that you didn't do something and like that something was different. It's quite sort of self-focused and self-involved and you're, you're wanting stuff. That is not what prayer is about. So prayer is, uh, we might think it's just about asking for stuff, but it's not. Actually, prayer is about having a relationship with God. Uh, it's not like wishing at all, because some of the times you pray, uh, you won't be mm. asking for anything. Um, you'll be just thanking God or praising God. Yeah, that's not not the same. But also wishing is really uncertain, isn't it? So 
like if you wish for something you kind of you're just hoping that you get it or you're hoping the best for someone else but there's no power behind mm. it it's just sentiment whereas prayer has huge amounts of power behind it because you're literally praying to the creator of the universe and he's he says if you're a christian he he will listen to you and his power is at your disposal as it were not not for all things but actually yeah there's huge power in prayer if you wish someone the best there's there's nothing there but mm. if you pray for them then huge things might happen yeah that's really that's really helpful you've got to say that because i've often thought with this whole uh, linking between prayer and wishing actually like who is hearing our wishes or actually sometimes people use the language of positive affirmation and positive thoughts like projecting positivity into the universe but who's hearing that positivity at best it's just a, a mindless force well why should a mindless force care about what i'm praying about or pay, care about the people in my life yeah who's actually hearing this where the difference yeah with prayer is oh it's our heavenly father who's hearing this oh it's the creator of the whole world who's hearing this yeah, it's so interesting that you say that, Adam, because I've I've heard people say, I feel like I'm speaking to myself. If someone said that to mm. you, Sarah, what would you come back at them with? Uh, <laughs> oh, this is like a really geeky answer. Woo-hoo! But, um, you know, you, you may have heard of the Puritans. They were <laughs> Christians. <laughs> Christians you guys can't past. see this, but Adam is kind of like pumping his fist in the air. <laughs> like, woo, Puritans. Yeah. um and but they 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 had a saying or at least one of them had this saying uh, that pray until you pray Mm -hmm. and um which I think is actually really helpful because often I feel like I'm just maybe going through the motions of prayer and just rattling off a list and going oh I need to remember to say thank you so thank you God for all the good things please give me this and this and this and I really want a good day but that's not really praying (laughs) and so I really will feel like I'm not talking to God then because I'm not really talking to God but if I keep praying I will pray until I pray. And that is kind of bringing your focus onto God and actually thinking about him. But sometimes it will feel that God is distant. Like sometimes it does feel like you're talking to yourself. I know someone though to kind of help with that. Well, because the truth is like you are talking to God and he he promises to hear us. So even if we don't feel like that's true, we can know that it is. I've got a friend who actually set up an email account, which they never access, but they send emails to. And so they basically, they send prayers to this email account. And it feels then to them, that's really helped them when they press send. It's like, I actually have sent that to God and it actually goes away from them. So that is just a, a way they've kind of helped themselves feel like mm. they are sending that to God. Yeah, I used to do that with my sister. We used to write our prayers in an imaginary hot air balloon and send them up to the Lord. I mean, obviously the Lord isn't up there, but it was just a really helpful way of sending the prayers to our Father. Yeah. Can we just nail down a definition of prayer? So are we saying prayer is giving something up to the Lord? What what exactly are we saying that prayer is? When I uh, teach children in our junior church, I always say prayer is just talking to God. Mm. That's what it is. Just like you and I are talking now? Yep. Uh, but because God can um, hear your thoughts, you could talk to him in your mind. He can read what you've written. So you could talk to him through writing, but it is talking to God. So um, however you want to, I guess, send that message to God. I mean, now with mobile phones, we kind of use that as an example. You might text someone, you might uh, send them a picture or something like that. That's still kind of talking to that person. So there are different ways that we can communicate. So maybe I should broaden out and say it's communicating with God. <laughs> but um, children don't understand what the word communication is. Okay, okay. So the three of us are hanging out here. We're talking to each other. 
uh, one of us talks, another one of us responds. We're having a conversation. It can feel that prayer doesn't have that response aspect of communication. What do you think about that? Well, again, what I do in Sunday school is say, well, God talks to us in the Bible primarily, and we talk to him in prayer. And so there there can be a conversation. So actually, that's why when we can pray whenever, but actually it's really helpful to have prayer times where we've read the Bible mm-hmm. and then our prayers are responding to whatever God has said in, in the Bible. So maybe it's something we need to change in our lives. We should pray about that. Maybe it's something amazing we see that he's done for us and we thank him for that but Mm. in that way we are kind of in an odd way having a conversation with him again I come back to the pray until you pray like actually when you get I guess into prayer it doesn't feel like you're just Mm. jabbering Mm. away to yourself Mm -hmm. you do you are with God you kind of have a sense that you are with God thanks for that Sarah and that actually links into why this is the third of our episodes like the first episode we're looking at reading God's word then we were looking at meditating on God's word now we're looking at, at praying to God so this is the means by yeah how this conversation flows from God's word we then are led into prayer and that's why it is an actual conversation okay so prayer is talking to God it's a conversation with God so that's what it is but why would I want to do this well, actually, so I kind of come back to what I said, that it's it's about a relationship. And so prayer is, is more than just asking for stuff, just bringing needs to God. It's actually part of your relationship with him. So in the world, you can't have a relationship with someone that you just never talk to or you only talk to them when you need mm. something because that's not a very good relationship. And so God saved us to be with us, to, to make us his people. Prayer is is part of that, part of talking to our father, we're his children, uh, and we can have this honour of talking to him whenever we want about anything we want. But more than that, like he is the creator of the universe. So Hebrews 4 talks about how we can, in prayer, we have we can have confidence to come before the throne of God, the throne of the one who made everything, who is currently sustaining everything. Like that is a massive privilege, which we can just do whenever we want. It's like being the child of a of a king or queen and just being able to run up and, and tell them, oh, this terrible thing has happened to me, my balloon has burst. You know, whatever a child would tell their mummy or daddy, we have that privilege with God. And so that that is a huge part of why we should pray because it's an amazing thing to be able to pray. But also uh, there's this, there's this preacher called John Piper. He has this one sermon that I particularly love, which is on prayer. Um, just the one, the rest is rubbish. Just the one. Um, <laughs> 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 but he, he says, prayer changes the world. And he kind of yells it a lot. Um, but prayer changes the world. So like you meet at five in the morning with one other person and it's hard, but you're changing the world. And actually, yeah, that's why we should pray. Prayer changes things. Prayer is tapping into the power of the creator god who wants to hear from us who wants to answer our prayers there's there's a lot of reasons to pray there i think that's beautiful prayer changes the world let can we push into that a little bit how how does prayer change the world well because of who god is um and because of this amazing privilege he's given us to be his children that he wants to work through us so he he wants us to be part of what he's doing in the world uh that's why when you become a christian you're not just you know, immediately taken up to heaven, actually, you, you remain on this world to do God's 
work and prayer is is part of that we can we can do nothing without God so like John chapter 15 the vine and the branches we can do nothing apart from God but we can do great things with God yeah that's how it changes the world so you if God is in control of everything us praying for Myanmar and and people there is going to make a difference like God will listen to us and will answer our prayers and it might not be in this like way that we would want where total peace breaks out over the whole world we know that will happen in in the future but that's not what god promises now but it will make a difference even for example there's a couple in our church at the moment who had a very premature baby and our church has been having special prayer meetings for them we've got individuals praying and we're seeing answers to prayer daily for this delicate little life prayer is changing the world for her for them as God listens and answers our prayers for her just gaining a couple of ounces a day so Sarah you've used the phrase there God is in control (laughs) thank goodness he is but if you're saying God is control what's the point of praying if he's just going to do it anyway that's a really good question and I think I come back to what I said that prayer is about relationship. <laughs> so a lot of what prayer is, isn't asking for stuff. It is about having that relationship with God. And yeah, we can ask him for big things and prayer changes the world. But it's also about showing our reliance on God, our trust in the fact that without him, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things and that he will give us his strength in our weakness. And also it's it. it it does strengthen our faith in him. So there's a great story <laughs> told by a missionary of this this little girl. It was a long time ago. They were on an island and there were no planes at this time. So everything needed to come by boat. And it would take months uh, for this boat to reach the island. It was like an orphanage. And uh, there was a baby who'd come in and she was really, really ill and she needed to be kept warm. The little girl prayed that the boat would come tomorrow because the day after would be too late and that in the post there would be a um, a hot water bottle to keep the baby warm. And there was another little girl who'd lost her teddy. And she said, and also we really want another teddy for this other girl. She prayed it and the next day in that boat, both of those things came in the post. But the amazing thing is, is that the little girl prayed that the day before, the boat left port months before. And so God, because he's in control, he's he's outside of time, he had already heard the girl's prayer and answered it so that by the time the girl prayed it, the next day her answer would come in time. And that, that, your reaction there, in such encouraging story, is why we should pray. Because we see God answer, we see his power, we see his love, and it builds our faith. And it changes things. Yes. Those are those are <laughs> wonderful stories, and it's such a it's so good to, to be encouraged to get on our knees and to pray, and to enact this relationship we have with the divine. This is a huge topic, but what sort of encouraging words might you give to someone who feels that their prayers haven't been answered? Actually, I was reading a book the other day, which which really helped me with this. It's called The Life You Never Expected. There's a big penguin on the front cover. That's how I remember what books are. Um, <laughs> it's just the story of uh, this couple. They've had two children with severe autism and it's kind of how they coped with that and what they've been learning through that uh, process. One of the things they are constantly praying for is sleep because they don't get any sleep and their their days are exhausting. And they say something really helpful is that often they don't actually get the sleep that they've asked for, but they need to remind themselves that as they're praying to their father who loves them, it's not because he doesn't love them. Mm. 
It's not because he doesn't want good things for them. It's actually because he's got something better and they might not know what that is and they might not see what that is until heaven. But he loves them. He's their father and he, he's in control and he, he knows what's best for them. So he's got something better than sleep for them. And then so they change their prayers to be saying, teach us, show us what it is that you've got better for us and help us to trust that it's true, even if we don't see what it is. Oh, that is absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Sarah, for giving us a real vision for what prayer is and why we should be praying, that we want to be engaging in this relationship with our Heavenly Father. Maybe could we just nail down a few practicalities? How do we go about praying? Uh, I mean, I think there are there are many ways that we can pray. I think, as I said earlier, is, is talking to God. And so I have heard people say things like, oh, I pray by playing football. And I would suggest, no, you don't (laughs) by playing football and you can, uh, but you can definitely glorify God by playing football and by um, playing in in a godly way and and, and all of that, because we can do all things for God's glory. But I, I don't think it's prayer. Prayer is is talking to God, is bringing things to God, praising him. And uh, yeah, so there's lots of things we can pray about, but it is about communication. So whilst I think there are ways you shouldn't pray, so like playing football, you're probably not actually playing, uh, praying. I know lots of people who go for walks and that helps them pray. So because we know that God can hear our thoughts and know what we're thinking, we can pray in our heads. So you don't have to walk along and pray out loud. I know some people <laughs> who do do that. They look a bit mad, but um, that's fine. They're happy with it. Uh, some of them will like hold the phone. So it looks like they're having a conversation. Oh, well, they um, are having a conversation. Well, I mean, yeah, so they are having a conversation. But yeah, I've got a, got friends who walk around town because they want to pray for particular businesses or people or whatever. Or they just like walking. So they'll, they'll pray by walking. I think it's really good to have a set time in your day where you're going to read the Bible and pray and uh, yeah, whenever that is, whatever that works for you, it doesn't have to be a long time. But I just think it is important to have a, a particular time where you're doing that and you're not doing something else. Or maybe if you like, you could read the Bible and then go for a walk and pray about it, that kind of thing. I find it helpful actually to pray out loud um, because it helps me not to get distracted. So that like, I will try and have a time in my day when I've read the Bible and then I pray out loud to God. But then throughout the day. I'll constantly be praying about things and often they're just things I think, sort of thinking prayers. So Sarah, you've just talked about thinking prayers, but if you wanted to go and sit down and take time to pray, I kind of, my question is, where do you start? I've heard um, the kind of the sorry, thank you, please kind of formula. And to be honest, I've been praying so long, I can't quite remember where I started. I mean, would you start with, dear God, any tips for us on that? This oddly took me a really long time to get my head around. Uh, so even when I was a Christian like, uh, in my early 20s, I found it really hard to call God Father um, in my prayers. Because, and I would start with dear God. But I actually do think it is really important that we call him Father because it is that relationship. And it makes it less like a sort of letter where you're just going to ask for stuff. But you, rem- you remind yourself straight away, this is my father that I'm talking to who loves me. So I would start with father god and actually i would try and start with praise with thanking so i've been really struck recently that a lot of the times yeah a lot of the times we struggle or sins we're kind of in the answer is thankfulness so we were thinking about pride in our youth group and actually the way to be humble is to be 
thankful and to thank God for the good things you've got. Uh, with anxiety, like with, with our general day-to-day worries, actually, what does Philippians say? Be thankful. Bring those things to God with thanksgiving and he'll give you peace. But yeah, I think thankfulness is actually much more important than we give it credit for and is a cure for so many things, bitterness and anger and pride and all of those things. So I'd pray to your father and I would begin with thanks. And actually, I used to do this thing where I I started a list. I had 10 things initially on the list of things I was thankful for. It could be spiritual things like, you know, salvation. could be that it's sunny today or whatever. (laughs) Although that one isn't true every day. Um, But then, then every day I'd add one more thing to the list and just see how far I could keep going. And I kept going for a really, really long time because it helped me to see how much I have to be thankful for. And that was a really good practice for me to do, actually. It's interesting about the power of thankfulness, because actually, as we start to thank the Lord for the good things he's He's given us, we realise how many good things he has given us. And and as I start to realise how many good things he, he, he has given us, then actually our, our hearts to can turn away from like bitterness to praise and actually it can have a great like emotional impact upon us and it can help us with perspective as well just thinking through then if you leave your asking for things last then it can help us have a right perspective on that and to trust god more we if we've just thanked him for all he's done for us we go into asking with this trust that he's already provided so much so he's not going to withhold good things from us amen Considering I have been praying for much of my adult life, it was amazing to me how how radical a lot of her ideas were, Um, that prayer changes the world. And it's something that I'm so familiar with, but I forgot its radical, Mm -hmm. radical changing nature and how transformative it is. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? Because actually prayer, it can feel like it's just you in your room or it's you in a prayer meeting at church, with you one of one or two friends, it doesn't feel in itself like a big action. Mm-hmm. And actually, when we remember who is the one who's hearing these prayers, yeah, right. Then we're like, whoa! I know. <laughs> is there anything? Be- is there anything more we could be doing? I know, I know. And after her- hearing Sarah share about prayer, it made me want to go and pray. It made me want to go and pray to our heavenly Father. I really like how she highlighted that there's actually different times that we pray. Mm-hmm. So actually, building a daily routine where we sit with a notebook mm. with our and and pray after we've read God's word yeah and this conversation with our heavenly father yeah and so there's this set time we pray each yeah. day but there's also the relational element of praying just through life when we're going for walks when we're yeah when we're going for walks actually that reminds me of of times when uh yeah I pray every morning and I pray every evening but I'm also I'm praying all all during the day yeah pray continuously yeah yeah pray continuously yeah. I once, I still do have this lovely friend actually, um, and she once told me that every time she walked into a grocery store, she would pray for the people working there, the few people who prepared everything. It was kind of these trigger prayers that she was doing. So it became, you know, every time she went to a different place, she sat down to have a cup of coffee, she'd pray about these things. And it really kind of helped reshape my own thinking about prayer in this kind of slightly different Christian habits or habitual kind of prayer, which was... Uh, just really helpful and I'm just really challenged by everything we've heard today to just pray more. 
So, Sarah, we've been enjoying giving our guests a, a final bonus surprise question, which is, what is the one piece of advice they would give to their younger selves? I think my wisdom <laughs> would be be realistic. So uh, I'm a bit of a all or nothing kind of a person at points. So like I, I definitely thought and, and possibly still occasionally feel this to do a quiet time, to spend time with God. It would have to be an hour long every day. And uh, if I didn't do that, then, you know, disaster. And then obviously when, when I didn't do that, it would throw off the whole thing and I, I would, wouldn't do a quiet time because oh, I don't have an hour. I, I can't do it. But that was, that was totally unrealistic. So actually, I would say it, it's okay to, to spend, if you have five minutes, use that five minutes. And if you, if you are struggling to read the Bible or pray every day, try and pray three times a week. That's better than not doing it at all. And actually, you can build up from there. So if you, if you build up from success, it's much more motivating than aiming for an hour a day and failing. So yeah, be realistic, aim low and uh, build up from there. (laughs) Uh, Sarah, I thank you so much for your great wisdom. Be realistic. Uh, Great talking to you, Sarah Thrift. So a huge thank you to Sarah Thrift for being our delight podcast guest today. If you'd like to learn more about that John Piper sermon and prayer, as well as the book she mentioned, The Life You Never Expected, you can find info in our show notes. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Delight Podcast and our email is hello at delightpodcast.com. If you fancy Twitter and Facebook, just search Delight Podcast. If you think what you've heard today might be of interest to others, please do like, share and subscribe. This is Adam and Leah delightfully signing off.